Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast, uh, the uh, the voice of Shrewsbury, apparently. Uh, <laughs> I'm your host, Alex Whiteley, and the Biscuiteer joining me today is uh, Shane. How's it going, Shane? You all right? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. I'm having a bit of an internet crisis today. Uh, it's pretty much out across Shrewsbury, I believe. Yeah, um, I see. Uh, apparently, it's supposed to be fixed by about half past one. Can you imagine being the guy responsible for that? Like, you drill through the wire, and it's like, I just cut off the internet for the whole town. Yeah, right on top of lockdown when everybody's supposed to be home homeschooling, you know, and things. I know it's Saturday, but, you know, like, still. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think every day is a learning day for my, my kid. I mean, we've just been playing memory games, Spider-Man memory game, where you turn over the tiles and you've got to find the, the, the you remember where they all are. That's all, like, that's, that's weights for the brain, right? That's that's kind of what that is. It's a workout for him. Let's call a spade a spade out. You you flat out seven days a week. You're you're you've got the whip over your lad, and you're just you know, <laughs> do, do your work. Do your work. It's more of a case of I've got to keep him entertained, otherwise you'll just drive me insane. It's really. <laughs> well, let's introduce our guests. Um, so today uh, joining me is uh, is my cousin actually uh, as a teacher, uh, Samantha Priest. We, today we're going to be talking about. Um, uh, it was called distance learning last year, but I think it's remote learning. People are calling it now. Uh, just try and calm a few nerves. Obviously, um, lockdown has affected a lot of parents. Thank you very much for joining me, Samantha. No, it's a pleasure. If I can give any tips or kind of, you know, give any advice to um, you poor parents out there, mm. um, then um, I'll try and answer any questions. Um, I know it's a difficult time for everybody, isn't it, at the moment? Really is well, some more than others. I mean, and to to, to bring in, um, I brought in a parent because uh, it was your idea, Sam. Bringing a parent, and uh, so I threw in a comment in my in the in the parents group uh, for our school. And Sarah Dodd, thank you very much for joining us. So we can we can have that perspective too. Thank you very much for joining thank us. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. That's ah, good. It's good. Uh, now we've got that out of the way. Um, Shane, um, how have you been coping with this? I mean, obviously, um, your, your, your kids don't live with you, but have you been, um, had to deal with any of the stress as a separated parent? Um, I've actually been quite fortunate if I'm honest. Um, my, the kid's mum, um, she's actually got, uh, four kids all together. Um, in th- and she's homeschooling in three different key stages, um, and one of which is actually um, autistic. So, um, she she's she's had it hard, bless her. <laughs> she she's um, she's had a tough a tough job. Um, I mean, it's just a case really of just supporting her. I mean, during lockdown, I tend to have the kids every weekend, um, and whereas normally it's every other weekend, uh, mainly just for support because otherwise, um, I think she's gonna go insane because you know because she'll be homeschooling all week um and by the weekend she just you know so i I take him every weekend for a break um and i just do as much as i can really um i just keep in touch with her and make sure that um you know she's got everything she needs and so like you know do you need do you need anything do you need any pens or or, you know if you need me to do anything i'll I'll, I'll do it and you know if she if she wants me to have one of the kids for for a bit or both of them or whatever um, I'm more than happy to do that, and and so is my partner as well, because obviously I work, so I'm working in the day. Mm. Um, so we just all you all kind of have to just band together a bit as a, as a group. But no, me personally, my own personal um, uh, situation, I'm quite sort of lucky in that respect. I kind of got away with it, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but I do I do massively have respect for uh, for the kids' mum because I couldn't do it. Yeah. How does she manage the three key uh, three key stages, Shane? Is she? Um, with difficulty i believe <laughs> um she um she essentially just sort of um juggles them and, and i think she just sort of wiggles their timetable around a little bit so there's you know she, i think she's only got one maybe two computers i think um mm. so she just sort of like juggles them in and sort of jengas them in a little bit and you know sort of makes it fit that way um yeah. used to different devices for example my daughter um uses uh seesaw um oh, yeah so that's she she does her work on on um the mum's phone um because you know it's an app so she just does it on her phone so she's she's on the corner doing that and you know she just sort of runs between them and does what she can really um this time round though she sort of landed on her feet a little bit because my daughter's actually this time this time i had a paper pack as opposed to the online sort of side of stuff so she's going to be doing um uh, big receiving literally a folder of of work and she can just pick and choose what she wants um so that obviously reduces the need for mm, laptops and that online. kind of stuff yeah um and my well her her other son is actually going to continue going to school because he's um, obviously autistic so he's going to be going to he's continuing going to school um and uh and yeah her, her eldest is um he's sort of 
doing it himself, essentially, sort of sorting himself out. Um, my youngest is going to be going to school every morning. So um, she's only actually really got to deal with on a regular basis, my daughter, really, um, this time around. So it's quite fortunate, again, on that on that side of stuff. Um, oh, I, I, think, I think you brought some very, very interesting points there, Shane, actually. We can actually dissect all that throughout the whole our podcast, you know, and come up with something. Like you know, the fact that there are paper packs ready to go. Uh, Sam, is it is it um, fair to say that schools were kind of expecting this to happen and possibly had a, pl- a plan in place for when it did? Um, we obviously thought something might be happening, but it happened a lot quicker than we thought it would do. <laughs> um, but we got our Google Classroom in place from last time. So it, it's been quite not easy, but it, the tools are there for us to, you know, get get straight on it. Um Last time I did send out a paper pack for the first two weeks and that seems to work better with the younger children mm. um, so that they can dip in and out and do it in their own time. Um, but this time it's on Google Classroom, but I do live Zooms with them as well. So the younger ones, they tend to like that interaction with the rest of the class. Yeah. Um nice. It's difficult. It's kind of like no scenario fits all, really. Yeah. Uh, Each family in each class, I think. Absolutely, absolutely. And I remember last lockdown, um, our parents, Sarah's included in that, uh, we were all kind of in touch during the first lockdown is the, the novelty was quite fun for a while you know yeah. the kids would meet up on zoom and we'd all be like have you done this how did you manage to do that and what have you done for this it was quite for about two weeks Sarah it was actually quite cool wasn't it yeah it was um I I, I found that we were all a lot more um it was, we were all really banding together and supporting one another and if somebody was struggling with one thing because it was all brand new to us as well you know mm. we didn't have the resources to hand like you necessarily do in the classroom and to be honest we don't have anyone tidying up after ourselves either you know it's like wherever we're doing our work generally we're also cooking there and cleaning there and eating there as well so um it was nice to find people who to to speak to people who find other ways of getting around things and doing things a little bit differently than necessarily we would have done yeah and i've been having flashbacks to vietnam <laughs> Flashbacks of you now. <laughs> there was glitter everywhere, I tell you. Um this this year um it was it was like it was a shock because it was kind of like yes from tomorrow the schools were closed and everyone's kind of like oh my god they didn't have time to sort of plan things what's that like for you sarah was that i mean for us it was kind of easy i guess because i worked nights so i was kind of home for a little bit of it and my wife works from home but somebody that's juggling a tot as well like it's not easy is it you know yeah, well, I've got, so uh, my daughter's obviously in the same class as Timmy. Yes. Um, so she's going to be six next month. And I have an 18-month-old as well. Um, so they are at completely different stages of their development, but both also need me quite a lot for their for their work. So Kiva, my daughter, um, I can't necessarily leave her in front of the tablet to get on with her work. She's still it's still brand new to her. She needs a lot of support. Mm. And she's a bright girl, but I can't just, you know, leave her and let her fend for herself for half an hour while she gets on with it, mm. which in turn means I sort of have to distract Eliza May in other ways. So I have to sort of put her in one room, maybe watching some telly or playing with some with some blocks and just hope that, that's enough to keep her occupied while uh, while I deal with Kiva. And it's it's a very fine balancing act. I have to just sort of make sure that I'm not letting one or both of them down. Um, so I've taken it this time, a much more relaxed approach with it. And I just figure that a stressed out mum isn't going to be any good for any of them, for me or for them. So we're just sort of easing into the day and doing what we can when we can rather than sitting down and getting it all done in one go, which is what I sort of did last time round, which didn't really work. And this time the school has been fantastic. We get three or four set tasks a day and we can do them at leisure at our own time and pace. Um, So we've just sort of been going out for a walk, coming back, doing a bit of work playing with some Play-Doh, doing a bit of work just to keep them both entertained and getting it done. But 
mean, it uh, and that's, that's the crux of it, isn't it? Is you can't, you kind of, you can't really, you can't really worry about the stuff that you're not doing. You could just have to concentrate on stuff that you can do, isn't it? You know, like yeah. that's all you could. Otherwise, you end up going insane. You, you, you yeah. can't do everything. You're one person, and you know, if you've got two kids, or you know, in many other people's cases, more. Um, you're one person. You, 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 know, you yeah. can't divide yourself up into five places whilst also doing the dinner and cleaning the house clean and doing all the other stuff that happens you know during the day um yeah you're one person you can only you can only do so much and i think that that's something which a lot of teachers have, have acknowledged as well um which i think yeah, is very good definitely i think um this time around mental health is sort of like top of the list really um and apparently there was a, a survey done i wrote this down and this was by parent kind and it asked parents to prioritise what was their main aspect of of all of this, um, you know, that, that they thought was top of the list. And it, and it was um, 70% said mental health and well-being. Yeah. So I think you're doing the right things there and there. Yeah, well, that's sort of been my, my mantra for, for a while now, is just to be kind to myself and to others. Um, I So often I prioritise... In fact, most of the time, prioritise the girls over their girls' needs over my needs. They come before everything. But there's certain things that you have to sort of put yourself first in order to be the best version of you for them. Yeah. You know, yeah. does that make sense? Well, you're you're no good to um, them if if you're if you're on you know, bone to your backside kind of thing. You know, if you're if you're if you're crumbling away, uh, you, you're no good to them, are you? You know, no. you you got you need to make. Yeah, that's that's why they get you to put the airways on first, aren't they? Not the kids in an airplane. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's <laughs> that's true, actually, isn't it? Yeah, it's like you can't. It's very true. Empty cup, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Um, mental health for children is is obviously uh, really important. Um, you know, I mean, it's good to make sure mom and dad's okay, but like, I think you've always, there's got a, got a, a balance between sort of who's got to be because like mom and dad's got to be okay to look after the pet the kids and the kids are got to be okay because of that you know um and we, we will try and find some advice and bits of bits of like tasks and and uh things to make things easier during this time have you been dated with questions sam uh by parents like what can we do <laughs> because it's not easy is it you know yeah i've spoken to lots of sort of um friends as well that are doing homeschooling and family some of teachers yeah some of teachers and parents so um you know it's been really difficult but the consensus really um with most of them was less pressure on themselves and but some of them like to establish a routine so get up at the same time actually get dressed (laughs) rather than sitting around in pajamas but then maybe make a list of what they want to try and fit in during the day Mm -hmm. um but not keep it really strict because obviously if you've got small children like you Sarah you've got an 18 month old you know if you've got to go and change a nappy or you know get snacks or whatever it can't be so setting concrete really Mm. um so it was kind of keep it flexible um and also lots of them like to spend a lot of time outdoors going for walks nature walks um cooking with the children where they can you know those kind of things Mm. just so that it's not all sat down and working when when we came out of lockdown last last time was it did it take a long time to sort of um put not put put the kids right you know like this is how we do things now but like you know there's a lot of kids that had lost that routine of school and they've just got back into it now and i was like off you go back home again let's lose that was that really hard for you guys to instill that back again um in the classroom we found that some of them have gone back um but it's understandable i think as a teacher the advice to parents really would be if you can keep up with their reading every day yeah little bit of writing it doesn't have to be sitting down writing it could be can you write us a shopping list (laughs) or you could set up a role play area in the house like a little shop or something you know just to keep them occupied that you can bring those elements in really rather than it be so formal because obviously you're not set up like a classroom Mm. so it's just kind of like being more creative really with how they learn very important. You know, you can't be just like, well, I'll just put the, the, the subtitles on Netflix and I'll leave them to it. There we go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Reading on> the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So, like, there was a status that went up actually, uh, and I'll be aware of this. Um, where uh, I'll, I'll mention him, there, there was Joel, um, who obviously is, is uh, involved with the with Shooting Prison. He owns um, it now, he homeschools his kids. <laughs> Yeah. He owns it, yeah, that's right. Um, he homeschools his kids, and he made a, a comment saying about how um, actually um, it might be better fitting for a homeschool tutor to actually give advice to people at homeschooling as opposed to um, uh, cur- curriculum teachers, you know, that uh, your normal sort of, um, I don't know how to word it really. Teachers. Yeah, <laughs> kind teachers, of normal yeah. teachers. Um, yeah, classroom teachers. Um and that that sort of sparked off quite an, an interesting one for me. I've been thinking about it ever since. And you say it about uh, being creative and sort of not not necessarily drilling harder. I and mean, you've got to write this like you know what's it how many word essay and things like that. You know, mm. would you say that if if it comes to the crunch, especially for working from home with regard, taking mental health and that into account, would you be sort of saying right, okay, well, okay, you don't necessarily have to do your English literature bit of work or whatever, but if you could go and learn how to make scrambled egg with your parents then at least that's something you've learned you know it's it's a sort of airing towards kind of the homeschooling thing but yeah you know, I mean, is that something you advise at least in learning something it depends on their ages doesn't it obviously when they're going into key stage three it's mm. it's a lot more structured isn't it and they've got to be able to do that work to enable them to pass their GCSEs when they come back <laughs> um yes. But if, if they got to the point where you thought, gosh, they're struggling, then as a parent myself, I would be putting their mental health before doing their work. But obviously yeah. that's a personal choice, isn't it? Yeah. I suppose you have to make um, that judgment, don't you? And that, yeah. that's pretty much what I said in response. I said, well, it's all very well having a homeschool, homeschool tutor. And I'm sure they could bring a lot to the table with regards to advice because, you know, at the end of the day, it's a different setting, isn't it, from classroom to school? Yeah, I, and... I do both. So I do, I've got my classroom job, but I do do homeschool tutoring as well. I um, do, yeah. And you do have to adapt it to the child. Um, one little boy that I teach, he's autistic. Um. And I could be sat with him doing a piece of work. And if obviously his concentration isn't, you know, yeah. um, brilliant. So I might say, right, go down there and do me 10 press-ups. Or go down to the trampoline for 20 seconds and he'll go off. And then I'll be like, right, come back now and write a sentence. And it'll be, yay! <laughs> so, it's, yeah. you know, so it's um, it, each child is individual, isn't it? And parents mm. will know them best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I wanted to know as well is, Sarah, last time, is there anything that you learned during the last time we did this that has made it easier for you this time? Um, <laughs> the, the thing I, last time I put far too much pressure on myself to get it all done, to get everything done. I've got the two kids, I've got a dog, I've got a house, I've got, I was doing um, some studying um, myself at the time. Um, and I put too much pressure on myself to get it all done, to get up and get it all done right away. And in turn, I wasn't really doing my best by the girls mm. because I was so stressed. Um, but I was like, I can do this, I can do this, as opposed to just saying, look, this is this is the work of six people. You're one person and you've never done this before. You've got no support from your family or friends. I mean, my, my partner's a key worker, so he was out until nine o'clock each night um so you don't even have that backup that that I would have if if I had to have the girls at home because of any other reason you I could call on someone else to come and give me a break for half an hour you know there was none of that Mm. so this time round, we get up at the same time every day because I've got an 18 month old and she won't sleep (laughs) past six o'clock so (laughs) (laughs) no choice um but um we're always dressed and fed by eight o'clock. I try and keep to a similar sort of schedule as if we were getting up and leaving the house to go to school. Um, we have a wonderful Zoom call with um, with my eldest class at 9.30 till 10. And then we have a little bit of a break. And then I see how they're both feeling. If, if my youngest is OK to sit down and sort of occupy herself a little bit, then I might do some schoolwork with Kiva. If not, I'll mix it up a bit. So this time I've just taken the pressure off everything 
And you know what? We're getting every single task done every single day. We're getting out every day. And I'm also feeding them and keeping myself relatively sane just because I've taken the pressure off. Um, And it it might be that we're still doing some schoolwork at five o'clock. Shakiba can be sat doing some schoolwork while I'm cooking tea, as opposed to what I was trying to do before, get it all done before 11, 12 one o'clock so it's so it's do, do you think do you think that sort of pressure has been made easier because the teachers understand that now and they've released some pressure as well yeah and I think everyone's just well it was completely unfamiliar territory to everyone to every teacher to every parent to every child bless them nobody knew what was going on we didn't know um that we were going to need all of these resources to hand and I'm, I'm talking the basics the glue the scissors the sellotape mm. the roping pad you know just all of it to hand as opposed to at the bottom of a drawer somewhere mm. just ha- the logistics of it all were, were we didn't have them set up in, in, and in place properly but now the teachers know a little bit more about what works what doesn't and I know that we all I, I certainly do at home and I know most parents that I've spoken to are finding it a lot easier this time round, and they're being a lot more honest with what they can and can't achieve as opposed to think oh we can do this six weeks is a long time to, to sort of kid yourself and we, we might yeah. start off yeah. being honest and think we can't do it all there's no point it's, in it's, trying just do what we can it's, it's not even just six weeks is it it's, it's the realization on this for a whole year and yeah. it's like I, I can't do this for another six weeks it's just not going to happen you know um and i think that it's it's really good that people are now starting to sort of speak up and also teachers are acknowledging that as well and being like you know what that's absolutely fine just do what you can yeah Yeah, and you're like if i'd known it five months ago (laughs) i'd have felt so much better about myself you know Um, i'm also um very much aware of how my behavior impacts the girl's behavior so and my attitude definitely does as well if I'm stressed and agitated and feeling you know despondent or disappointed because of something that had happened the day before or we didn't get this done then they pick up on it you know and and their mood affects my mood just as much as my mood affects theirs yeah this is the point I was making I mean, yeah. earlier, like it's, it's like a, a fine balance between mental health between parent and child and I I just want to yeah, well, I mean, I applaud you for for recognizing that and making that change. But I mean, not everybody is that switched on. So, I mean, what would you say, Sam, to to people that that are struggling right now and they they kind of they didn't want to do with themselves? What would be their you, you, your advice to them? Do you mean in terms of doing the homeschool? Yeah, yeah, to, to organize everything. There might be people with like, you know, like three different key stages, like uh, like um, Shane's ex. You know, like uh, there's people like Stacy who wrote in to want to come on the show, but we we'd already got Sarah. Um, she's got kids in two different key stages. There might be people that are really stressed about this. What would your advice? Yeah, be to them? I think maybe try try and be as organized as you can, and maybe prioritize the children that have got the live zooms because obviously they'll need to sit in on those and maybe have a timetable or a calendar. You've got your your home calendar. Maybe try and write in some of the times that they've got to be online. Um, it's it's difficult, isn't it, when you've got the older and the younger ones? But I think the older ones, if you can set them up ready to go and then get them up and running and then go back to your younger ones and you can do things as and when with them um, but not put as much pressure on that. It, it is sort of like you're making sure that you read with them and there are sort of things online. I know Phonics Play at the moment is free to parents. So it's it's having dipping into different things with the little ones. Um, but yeah. if it comes to a point where you're feeling like, I really can't cope with this, I'd just get everybody out for a walk. <laughs> um, you know, I think your mental health is is more important. Like, exactly. Saying that as a teacher. <laughs> no, I really appreciate that. I really do because you know. But that's my personal opinion. But I think if your mental health's not right, you're not going to learn anyway. Yeah. No. It's really. not an easy time. It's not an easy time. I find that um, I'm far much more present when I'm out of the house as well there's far less distractions and far less things to do you know laundry to sort tea to prep or you know think all that kind of stuff just the general household stuff if I'm out of the house with the girls global pandemic or not I'm much more present and available for them one-on-one as opposed to getting distracted with things that yeah I, I think need doing and need doing right away rather than engaging yeah. with them 
it's priorities, isn't it? And survival, isn't it, at the moment, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, crazy. It seems like it seems like there's a lot more people ready for this this time. I mean, um, I know it's not ideal, it's not brilliant, but CBBS, for example, they're putting lots of key stage work uh, work orientated programs um, up uh, so people can watch them. And there's lots of more resources online. Um, what what have you found, uh, Sam? That's kind of works for you better, or, or the people around you better. Online resources and places places where people can go. Yeah, I mean, we've got all our usual things like that the teachers used to prepare, like um, we've got um, white rose maths and and stuff like that, and twinkle and things like that. Um, so usually the, the teachers are setting that. And I think there's, um, I just wrote this down here, there's an Oak Academy that do online videos as well. Um, wow. So that's free. There's also um, a site called Brain Pop which does science and maths and English. Um, there's one called Tinker. I need to have a look at this one. It's about with a Y, T-Y-N-K-E-R, and that's all to do with computer coding um, for children. So I thought that might be quite nice. Um, and there's also one called Creative Bug, where nice. you can do lots of arts and crafts. So I think that's a good mindfulness activity for the kids to do, yeah. to get away from doing you know, the core subjects. I mean, um, t- things like Twinkle are great if you've got a printer. <laughs> exactly, I know. Um, but Pinterest is really good for ideas as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, the Pinterest first lockdown, I was printing out sneakily at work. You didn't hear this. Nobody at work listens to this show. <laughs> uh, but I was like, Twinkle stuff, they're great. They're, twinkle they're, man. Yeah. And they do not, uh, they didn't stop reminding you that they exist. In all honesty, it's kind of like my emails like twinkle, 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 twinkle. I know. But they are really good resources. Um, But I think you can't just rely heavily on that. A friend of mine, she kind of, she's got two different key stages and she sets her children up to work because she's home, she's um, working from home as well as a teacher. And she, she's got a nice little thing going with them where they um, she sets her the dining room table out the night before, puts their stuff on it. Then they decide in the morning what they've got to do. So they make a list together. And the deal is with the kids, um, I think um, Louie and Arthur are sort of like six and eight. So it's like those are the things on your list that need doing today. But if you want to get down and go and play or if you want to go in the garden, you can do it's up to you, um, but no screen time until after all those things are ticked off. <laughs> yes, um, and that's worked really well. She gives them stickers. They put things on there like drink three glasses of water mm. or go and give your teddy a hug, you know, little things like that. Um, but it just keeps it fun and less pressure, I think. Yeah, I, I like that. I mean, there, there's nothing but positive. I think there's nothing but positive about that. But it's when the kids come back to school and they're like, "Where's my sticker? <laughs> <Where's> my sticker? <laughs> <laughs> what, what's going on here?" I'm getting I'm three chocolate coins like nobody's business at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing that, um, that one thing that my um, the kids' mama is is finding is that there's a bit of an issue with my youngest son. Uh, well, actually, my middle son. Um, he, um, I mean, her youngest son, <laughs> um, is that he's actually more like more forward than what's actually than his class, if you know what I mean. So at the moment, he's he's five, um, and he can read um, *Hungry Caterpillar*, but not a problem. He could he can read a lot of other books and stuff. Uh, he can read a lot more than actually I'd, I I really realized and when he read a text over my shoulder and i was like oh right okay i better start being careful <laughs> um, you know, uh, so um but like he's getting work through what one task he had the other day was to count to six and we were like he, he can do that in his sleep <laughs> like, what was you task again sorry what was it to count to, count to six and, how and, and like five i was like what <laughs> like they're still doing phonetics at school and like, reception, you know, is he? so he's five so that'd be reception yeah reception isn't it yeah um but like he can read really well and stuff the only thing which lets him down is his behavior because he's, he's a little bit of a naughty kid um but uh yeah he, he can read really well so at the moment we're finding that a lot of the school stuff that's coming through for him is um 
is actually really easy and he's getting bored with it so we're just sort of finding our own stuff to do with him <laughs> you know just chuck, like, him a grisham, yeah. just chuck him a grisham novel here you go he's obsessed about space so he's watching lots of like uh youtube documentaries uh i think that's what um his mom did on the first lockdown certainly was that um because it is work was so easy for him um she was putting like these documentaries on on the tv from youtube um and, and things like that you know um and he's watching all these sort of information-based documentaries and now he can tell you how many, how many moons like the planets have got. All, all the dwarf planets. I didn't even know there was that many dwarf planets. Like, <laughs> you know, and, he's, and he's teaching me stuff. It's, um, Why don't you set him up with maybe um, a, a challenge, like for a project on something? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the problem is with him is his, his attention span. He, he struggles with his attention. He's, that's one of the reasons why he's a bit naughty. Um, yeah. But... But he's he's all right. He's a good kid, and he's you know, and he's very clever. And I think that um, I kind of feel that there's going to be other parents out there that's going to be in the same kind of boat. Um, I just wanted to sort of make that noted that they're not the only one. <laughs> you know, there are kids out there. There are more advanced than the school than the work's coming to them. I think it's about like you said, harking back to what you said before about being creative, isn't it? And just sort of using your noggin a little bit and. Yeah, um, and children learn in different ways, don't they? Some like to sit down yeah. and do writing. Some my uh, one of my daughters, she's severely dyslexic, but she's very mm. creative. Um, yeah. and she ended up with a master's in fine art, but she really struggled at school to do writing and maths. Mm. Um, but she found what she was good at. So maybe this is an opportunity for children to to find out what they're good at. Yeah. Away from maths and, and writing, yeah. Mm. One of the things um, that I've done with my eldest, um, who eats me out of house and home, like <laughs> you wouldn't believe my shopping bills go through the roof during lockdown, <laughs> <laughs> um, is um, I've given her um, a pound in different denominations of money, so a couple of 10p's, a couple of 20p's, some 2p's, etc., and I've written a little menu and I've stuck it up on the wall so she can have some fruit for 50p, for 20p. She can have a chocolate for this much and she can have a pack of crisps and she can spend that throughout the day. And that's, mm. for, well, she just loves it. She feels like she's going to the shop and it's helping oh. her and recognising numbers and pennies and, you know, different coins and things. And and it's helping me. I think that is amazing. Really that is amazing. Good. I love that. Mm. I really love yeah. that. Like, yeah. funny enough, my, my um, the kids' mum is is doing it almost exactly the same. She's um, she's starting to teach them about money. They're getting pocket money, and but they're it's, they're having to do jobs for it. Like, you know, just your stereotypical, you know, job <laughs> jobs to earn money. Yeah. Um, and actually, my daughter, she she messaged me the other day because it's just it's just been my daughter's eighth birth eighth birthday. Um, and uh, she messaged me saying, um, if you get any money from anybody um from your side kind of thing for a birthday can you give it to her and make sure it comes back to me because she's saving up her money for a certain toy um and i was like all oh, right okay i first i sort of knew that she was saving um but I, I was just a little bit mind blown that my eight-year-old had the capacity and had the forethought to be able to say i want that toy it's gonna cost this much i need to save up my money and I was like, and she was there going through her birthday money, and she was like, Oh, I've got enough now, like, I, I can get my toy. And I was just like, If I wish I'd have known that because I've probably bought a house by now, like, <laughs> you know, I'd, be, I'd be a millionaire if I could save, like, from when I was eight years old, I, I'd be quids in, I'd be, I'd be done, you know. Life but, skills, um, yeah, I know. I, I missed that, didn't I? <laughs> I? I was, I was trying to teach Timmy's new job is to set the table for dinner. <laughs> and um so oh. he knows how to put the knife and fork down and the napkin as well so we fold the napkin and put the knife and fork down on there because you know it's a bit more practical and um he was like we could just wrap the uh the knife and fork in the napkin and i was like no timmy we're, we're not in a we're not weather spoons and he slapped it down on the table he goes dad i said nothing about spoons and stormed off <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow, wow wow yeah that's, that's you told uh, yeah, absolutely yeah i did i did post about it on facebook but before i let the listeners know that my little boys as soon as he turned six as soon as it was six birthday bam attitude i was just like wow where's yeah. that come from? <laughs> usually six or seven it, it appears doesn't it attitude um, yeah. can we can we focus a bit on the social aspect of what's going on at the moment because um i think it's really important for for kids to develop a a natural um social network 
uh, from friends around them. Um, has it been a concern for a lot of your parents, uh, Sam? Um, have people been concerned about uh, the, the kids not seeing their friends in school? Yeah, I mean, it has been, especially for um, children that haven't got any siblings. Um, you know, so they're not actually interacting with other children on a daily basis. So that it can be difficult for those children. I think that's why the online Zooms are important. So although you're not there physically, you're still getting to chat, aren't you, and see each other and, and just feel like you're part of something. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's really difficult. Yeah, it's mm. nice. It's it's always nice when you know you drop the kids off at school and they're all running around on the playground before the door opens and the, you know they're all playing together. That's always yeah. really nice to see. But you know it's heartbreaking. And, and then all the kids go into the school and all the parents like <laughs> running around the playground. From weather spoons. Yeah. This week in class, we did um, we did some chat about what our wishes for 2021 were. So this was with reception children. Um, and one of the little girls, Jess, she said that her wish for 2021 um, was to be able to hug her friends because she really missed Aww. them. And I just thought, wow, that just, you know, brings it back. The impact yeah. on the small ones, yeah. Um, daughter find a feather on the floor the other day um and she went to pick it up she was like no don't pick up anything on the floor we are like no we still make a wish and i said yes you can make a wish she said you can't listen i'm not listening um but she turned around closed her eyes and like put her hands together and said, I wish that everything was back to normal. I was just like, oh. The impact it has on them, you know. I've, I've tried to keep as much as I can from her, you know, in terms of the news and, and, and the God, rates and God knows what else. You know, all of that just is completely alien to her. But the other, she, she's impacted by it in so many other ways, you know. I mean, another aspect of it as well is it's slightly on a bit of a sideline to, to, to what we're talking about here is is new mums you know people with babies you know newborn babies and it's something because i've got um it's 11 months 11 month old baby um here and he spent pretty much the entire of his life in a house give or take you know certainly a massive percentage of time in in this house he hasn't gone anywhere he hasn't been anywhere so we've been, he's been out in the, i think he's been in the car three times since he's since he's been born you know um uh, but then you've also got the aspect of um, the impact it has on, on the mums as well. Because normally you'd have baby groups and, like, you know, mix with other mums and get advice yeah. and all that kind of stuff. All that's gone. Completely gone. Yeah. And with me working and stuff, luckily I work from home now. So um, I've been around. Uh, but if I if I wasn't like that, say if I was a key worker and I had to go to work, she'd have had to literally have done all of that completely on her own. Yeah. And I think that that's... That that can be scary for some people. Certainly, people like single mums that have just just had a baby and stuff. It's it's yeah, daunting. It's tough, isn't it? Um, you know, let alone having to homeschool and and do all have all this pressure and it's just it's just horrid, isn't it? It's a horrible time at the moment. Um, but, the whole world is is turning to to, to virtual uh, needs and and uh, um, ways of doing things, um, and I I'm really happy to see. Um, I mean, you're talking about it, Sam as well, but like Colum, they've been mixing up the they do the register with Zoom as well, which is nice. You know, uh, well, they, they kind nice. of integrate Zoom and that technology with the kids, so they have that social aspect. I mean, I'm just looking now to see if there's any sort of virtual baby sensory classes maybe you can look for one if there isn't one start one and make some money you know because um baby sensory classes are always really good for stuff like that biscuit um shooty biscuit baby sensory there we go um we'll talk about that later rolling in it (laughs) (laughs) all right guys welcome to al big al's baby sensory (laughs) three pound a month um this is a podcast (laughs) look at the light look at the way you're moving i'm joking Um, Uh, you need to do more, do more of a David Attenborough voice, mate. To, yeah. <laughs> no, it's got to be that one. Yeah, it's a struggle for it's a struggle for everyone at the moment, and um, I just want to take I want to take a moment just to sort of say thank you to the teachers out there, to the schools um, for persevering, really, because 
you see a lot of negative comments out there on Facebook about every aspect of this pandemic, but you forget, right? The teachers are in the same boat that we're in. Like they, I mean, they, they've, and they've tried their best. I mean, for example, Colum, you know, they turned the, the, the street into a school street. They closed off half the street so people can walk and space out on the roads. Um, that, you know, they've, they, they've been amazing with spacing the parents out when the kids come out from school and, I just think, I think everybody that's involved in this, if you've come up with a plan to try and make things better, mm. then hats off to you because nobody else yeah. is doing that. You know? I'm fortunate to work in a really good school. I'm at um, Bedstone College, which is caters from four-year-olds right up to 18-year-olds. Mm. Um, and they have just done absolutely everything you can think of to make life easier, Yeah, you know, Um I wouldn't want to be a head teacher, I don't think, at this point in time. No, and I did. I reached out to a few schools for for people, and I was like, I can't get a teacher. I was like, oh, I know. My cousin's a teacher. (laughs) You know, um, but, yeah, so I I appreciate it. What's your your top tips for for mums, then? For mums? And dads. Well, mums and dads. Sorry, parents. Homeschooling. Yeah. I'd say um, make it small and often in terms of their learning, short and often. Um, Try and keep it simple, you know, vary it up, you know, do the creative, do the writing, do the numbers, try and bring it into the home life. Um, Like you were saying, Sarah, about, you know, um, with your tuck shop, you know, with your using the money, just try and make it fun. I think we're losing that element of you know fun because of the pressure aren't we really so if you can make it a bit silly or a bit more you know child friendly even like cooking the tea they could be writing a menu (laughs) it's just trying to keep it you know simple um and just do exactly what Sarah's doing really and take the pressure off yourself you know look after yourself um as well maybe not drink so much wine (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that one. Yeah, huh? really <laughs> <to. laughs> Teachers do it too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, be I'm, kind I'm, to each other. Yeah, and that's that's actually a perfect segue into what I was going to say, was that, you know, uh, me and Sarah are part of a parents group for our class. I'm sure there are lots out there. If there isn't one, start one. Voice your concerns. Tell people what worries Thanks you. The money. <laughs> tell, people, <laughs> tell people what you're worried about and have discussions about these things don't bottle it up you know if you've got if you're genuine concerns and you don't know how to do something you know if you're stuck on the the long division or the algebra or something like that, how do you do this how can i help google it look for look for ways to do these things because yeah. and, and speak very... to the teachers because they're there to help aren't they they want to help mm. um so don't be afraid to ask your child's teacher for help if you need absolutely it. Enton, mm. what? Well, you you had your finger up. That was the signal. That was the signal. Oh no no no! I was, I was saying struggle with algebra. I was like, no. oh, okay. Sarah, so what what's your top tips for other parents that are homeschooling? Um, well, just to recap on on, on what I said before, make it fun, make it engaging. Um, Think outside the box. It doesn't have to be the the, the generic ABCs, one, two, threes. It, it could be sitting through and, and, and reading a magazine, you know, picking out letters. I've um, I printed off uh, a nature hunt on Twinkle um, the other day, and um, I randomly found a laminator in the back of the cupboard, and I laminated it. And on the back of the the nature hunt, I wrote down the letters for my girls' names and. We went for a little walk and my eldest was spotting her names in registration plates and house names and street signs and ticking mm. off the letters of her names as she found them. And, mm. you know, that also sort of letter recognition has worked well for my 18-month-old as well, and which is point out colours of the doors and things like that. Just anything to break up the, the monotony of sitting and staring at a screen is all mm. extra education for my eldest. And then when she does sit in front of the a screen she's had enough of a enough distractions and enough of a break bef- uh, that she's happy to sit and engage for half an hour 40 minutes 
which she's just not used to. We're not a screen-loving mm. family, really, and she mm. certainly, Colum isn't a screen-loving school. So for her, this is all brand new this time round. Yeah. Um, so I have to try and break it up a little bit. So top tips, keep it keep it simple, keep it fun, try try and keep them engaged and just be kind to yourself as well. And and and, and if you're struggling with something, chances are there's a hundred other people that you can think of that are also struggling with it as well. It's it's it's, it's not it's not anything to be ashamed of. This is uh, unprecedented, as is the word. Yeah. I mean yeah. I did think about it's very expensive the parents, isn't it? Say again, sorry. <laughs> I said it's very much to the parents as well, isn't it? And about yeah, why yeah. I, <laughs> I didn't get any of that. But um, I think his connections breaking up. Yeah, I, I, I think there's a, there is an issue across Shrewsbury at the moment where a lot of people's internet's gone down, apart from mine, which is lucky. Yeah. Maybe it's what? being used a lot more now. <laughs> Maybe it's because I'm using all the internet because my internet's great. I've got all of Shrewsbury's internet coming towards me. It's great. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I was gonna, I was gonna create a do's and don'ts sort of list for this episode, but I don't think that's the right way to do it, is it? You can't have a definitive do's and a definitive don'ts because it's what works for you, isn't it, individually? Yeah. It is, and especially you've got to think of the parents as well, the key workers that you know might be out of the house all day and have to leave their older children at home you know that must be really difficult because you you don't know if they're doing the work or not um so every family is different isn't it so yeah absolutely difficult i mean i'm i'm kind of lucky because me and my wife we're both key work key workers so timmy's actually in school now which does worry me a little bit obviously because because schools are closed for a reason but you know the, the teachers that will stay behind to do this job and make sure it's done properly hats off to you as well i mean brave very very brave for doing that you know because um it's a, it's a dire situation we find ourselves in and hopefully um this doesn't last too long and um, we don't get many more of these but i guarantee it um that if it does all the, the teachers have got a plan They've got us, they're looking after us. So, you know, thank you very much. Um, look, we're, we're running out of time. Has anybody got any more questions or anything they want to ask before we get out of here? No? Um, yeah, How long do you think it'll last for? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think that we're, so we're talking about this um sort of april may at least yeah i think it's not going to be a quick fix is it yeah it's not going to be a quick fix no i mean this this lockdown period i'm hoping it ends sort of february and people just behave themselves and then but boris is kind of like well you see what happened last time it'll happen again you know um (laughs) i'll just um i like like kiva just want things to go back to normal i just want I, i want to be able to hug my mates again um, I want to be able to open up the studio. I want to go out and do nice things. I've had to cancel so many amazing things that we were, we had planned. And my little boy, I want him to play with his friend. You know, we want it all to be done, but it can't be rushed. You know, mm-hmm. once this is re- relaxed and the schools are open again, just take it easy, people. Let's do it step yeah. by step. Yeah. You know? but isn't it going to be wonderful when it all goes back to normal? Oh, God, yes. God, I was yes. supposed to be going to Australia this year to see my son, but obviously can't go yeah yet but fingers crossed yeah we'll get there we were supposed to be in uh october we were supposed to go to america and see all my, my pod mates and stuff and i've got i'm going to zanti as well this year later on the year oh. so we better sort itself out because i want to go greece and get us on <laughs> um look guys um thank you so so much for, for joining me for this episode um sarah i know you've got a very interesting um instagram account that i think is awesome by the way uh would you like to tell yeah. people uh, steer people towards that because i've got lots of facts and um and tips for, for for you know parents oh okay um well if you want to uh to see far too many pictures of uh, of my children <laughs> And, and our daily walks and the occasional uh, funny meme, then I am Sarah and the Wildlings on Instagram. It is fun. It's not a lot, is it? <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> um, Sam, have you got any? Have you got any like places for people to visit uh, for regular advice? Any Instagram pages or Facebook pages oh. that people can join uh, for regular advice? Um, 
I did come across a really good one, which was a PSHE one, which is sort of like personal social health education. And there's a guide on there for parents. And that was um, www.pshe-association.org.uk. So there was a few things on there that that might help people. Um, But, you know, if anybody's got any specific questions, they could always pass them through you, couldn't they, Alex? Absolutely. Yeah, please do. And what I'll try and do is... I'm very. I'm going to very quickly try and organise something similar for next week for secondary school kids. Uh, maybe we can tackle that as well. So, um, if anybody wants to get involved with that, um, please get in touch. This is going to be released in two days, so there's plenty of time. Um, but yeah, we'll do something because I just want to help people. It's not an easy time. So, right, let's get out of here though because we've been doing yeah. this for a while. Thank you so so much for joining me, Shane. Always, mate. You're always great. Thank you very much. Even though you've been struggling today with your internet. I'm struggling. <laughs> right, guys, this has been amazing. I like to steer people towards our amazing website, um, uh, which is awesome. It's just www.theshrewsburybiscuitpodcast.co.uk. That's made for us by our friends at Web Orchard. If you need a website, make sure you go and see them, and Pete White will sort you out uh, with a great-looking website. He's just made a new one for me for uh, the US, UK, USUC stuff that I do, and it's always looking great there. So and make sure you check them out. And... Um, We will catch you guys next time. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Peace out. Thanks very much.